This is the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast for people who experience the world brighter, louder, and more intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 48. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a twice-monthly podcast about what it's like to have sensory processing sensitivity. And I'm going to jump right into the topic today, which is condolences. What to say and what not to say to a friend or family member who's going through a difficult time. You know, you'd think as an HSP that I'd be good at knowing what to say to someone I care about who's had something terrible happen to them. When I'm in this situation, I want so badly to say something helpful, but I'm always afraid that I'll say the wrong thing. So what I'm going to talk about today really isn't just for HSPs. Hopefully it could help anyone in this situation. A friend of mine had a cancer scare recently. While I was waiting to hear from her about her test results, I thought to myself, what do I say to her if she does have cancer? I had no clue. I started, you know, Googling it and trying to find answers. What do you say to a friend who's sick? And I discovered I really didn't know, and I was so nervous about the whole thing that I would say the wrong thing and make her feel even worse. I knew that I would feel the fear and uncertainty along with her, but I didn't know what to actually say out loud to her to be helpful. I even said to myself, what would I want someone to say to me if I was in her shoes? But I still didn't know. I also had a friend tell me about a tragedy that happened recently in her personal life. I wasn't expecting it. I was put on the spot, awkwardly trying to think of words that wouldn't make it worse. And I just said, I'm so sorry. And then I said some stupid observation that I immediately regretted because it didn't help the situation. And I could feel myself panicking. I wanted so bad to be a good friend and to say the right thing to help her but I didn't know what. So then I just really closely observed her face, her words, and her body language to try to gauge how she felt, whether she was kind of okay with it or if she was about to burst out crying. I didn't want to say nothing and have her think I didn't care, but then I didn't want to ask questions and appear to be prying and dredge up her sad feelings. So I asked her, do you want to talk about it? because it seemed like a safe thing to say. Like I said before, I've Googled this topic. I've tried to educate myself on what to say to people in these situations. And one thing I've seen often mentioned as one of the worst things you can say when someone tells you bad news is this. I know how you feel. Yeah, you're not supposed to say that. And the reason you're not supposed to say it is because you probably really don't know how they feel unless you've been in the 100% exact same situation, then you don't know how they feel. And when I learned that this was a bad thing to say, I felt bad because I'm pretty sure I've done this in the past because I thought it was a way to relate to someone by saying, oh, I know how you feel. But what it really does is turn the conversation back to me instead of my friend who's in need which is bad, of course, so I really try not to make that mistake anymore. As you can see, I had so many questions about how to deal with giving someone condolences, and I knew just who to ask for help. 
I contacted the condolence coach, Deborah Chapa, for her advice. She's a frequent commenter on my blog, and I always appreciate her wise, gentle perspective. So the tips I'll list in the rest of this episode are all thanks to her. I'll have a link in my show notes to her blog so you can learn a lot more from her and get some great advice. And those show notes will be at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 48. Okay, so Deborah says that one of the most helpful responses to hearing sad news is to listen. Not a huge surprise, really. And it might sound simple or passive, but it isn't. Listening to someone share about a situation that changed their life or scared them or threatened them is really a gift. But one thing to be aware of is when you're listening, be cognizant of your body language as you listen to their sad story. Because some gestures and expressions are supportive and some are not. For example, supportive body language would include things like eye contact, a tilt of the head, an occasional light touch on their arm or shoulder, or a general stillness or calmness. If you are experiencing a stress response to what you're hearing, you might exhibit body language that reflects that, like a lack of eye contact, crossed arms, fidgeting, sighing, looking at your watch or phone, physically moving away from the person, or even laughing, you know, like nervous laughter. So try to be aware of your body language. And respect what you can and cannot listen to. Look, truthfully, some people don't know when to stop sharing or how to leave out gruesome details. If you reach a limit, you can set a boundary by saying something like, I'm so sorry, I have to go now, I have fill-in-the-blank appointment, but you will be in my thoughts and or prayers, whatever is appropriate. So what are helpful things you can say when you are in these awkward, delicate situations? Beyond listening quietly, you can express your concern with remarks like these. I'm so sorry. How are you? Do you want to talk more about it? This must be a really difficult time. Is there anything I can do? And if you have had a true parallel experience, you might want to share an observation, but do not give advice. Here's an example. My oncology nurses were so wonderful. I hope you have a really supportive treatment team too. So in this phrase, you are relating but not comparing or claiming to know how they feel. So let's talk about some specific situations. Deborah points out that news about a miscarriage or stillbirth deserves a card or a note. It's not just a medical situation. The parents have experienced a lot of sorrow and disappointment. On Deborah's blog, she has suggestions on how to write a note like this, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. If the sad news is about the death of a pet, listen carefully and then write a condolence note. Your friend will be deeply touched by this effort, and they'll probably keep that note and share it and reread it. Deborah also has a blog post with tips on how to write a note about that, and that will be in the show notes as well at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 48. Other sad news can involve divorce, job loss, business failure, or bankruptcy. 
Even if the person sharing the news is agitated and and uses angry language, do not join in. A proper sympathetic response shouldn't provoke outrage or injustice or give advice. Remember, don't pry for information. Say gentle things like, I'm so sorry. I know how hard you worked. That's a complicated situation. I'll be sending you positive vibes, or I'll be praying for you. Remember, responding compassionately to sad news doesn't mean that you offer a solution or strategy. Now, how about how you feel after these intense conversations? HSPs can feel sad or anxious and worn out. Deborah recommends taking some deep breaths and using a centering practice to cleanse and contain your energy by lifting your arms over your head with your palms face down over the crown of your head and slowly swing them down over the front of your body until they rest on your lower belly. Repeat this three times, continuing to breathe in a full but relaxed way. Remember that even small acts of compassion matter to people. Think about how you would feel in their situation. Receiving a condolence note would probably mean a lot to you when you're hurting. To finish this episode, I wanted to share a quote from Deborah. She writes, Growing in sensitivity is not regression for an HSP, but instead it's a healthy channeling for compassionate good works. Thanks so much to Deborah Chapa, the condolence coach, for all of these tips. Check out the show notes for this episode at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 48. And while you're at the blog, you'll find dozens and dozens of blog posts about everything related to being HSP. If you like this podcast, and if you've ever found value in it or had a realization from it, please support the show at patreon.com slash HSP. Thank you so much to Tabitha Jones and Stephanie Pollock for your support on Patreon. I'm so honored by your support. Folks, just a $1 donation is huge. It makes a huge difference. It's at patreon.com slash HSP. Thank you so much. That's it for today. Don't forget to check out my book, A Highly Sensitive Person's Life on Amazon, available in paperback and Kindle. And I'll catch up with you again in two weeks. Later. 